Welcome to Big Dog Laker Pod. Woof. Woof, woof. I am your host today, Kevin Macias, and I am here with... Alex Hanna. And not with... Ryan Shoemaker. He's gone. He's sick. He's under the weather. He's sick. What happened? This sunny Los Angeles weather, he's damn under it. How does that happen? I have no idea. I don't understand how people get springtime flus. You know what? I have a springtime flu right now. Okay, but you're playing through it. You're like Kobe Bryant. You're like Kobe Bean Bryant. Come on, Gary. Put my finger back in. Let's go. Uh Yeah, let's do this because I'm operating on the GOAT level right now. Absolutely. I'm here to take the championship from a co-host of this Big Dog Lakers pod, Ryan Shoemaker, who's not even here to show up. How, you can't even show up? You can't show up. I'm about to go put two free throws up before I get out of it's here. It's the biggest day of the week. Uh, wh- what else do you have to do? You got to record. You ain't got no job? Uh-uh. Get your ass over here. He does have a job. He's got a job? He has a job, yes. How long has Ryan had a job? I want to say four years he's been at the same job wow so he's really had this job yeah he's had this job for a while dang yeah i feel like i don't even know him i mean who knows ryan though he's (laughs) he's uh peculiar and i'm not even sure that he goes to an apartment when he leaves this place i think he just goes and sleeps in a cave i want to say that's how he keeps getting the cold yeah he's he's out out in the snow yeah you can't be um, against the forces of nature that much, yeah, that absolutely. often, sleeping in a cave. He's you know, like Swiss Army Man is what I think. Like a man uses him as a as a Swiss Army knife for all he needs, and then he goes to work, and then he comes to this podcast. That's very funny because there are Swiss Army men. There are men in the Swiss Army. Oh, uh, but I'm not talking about like a man from the Swiss Army. I'm talking about no. I get what you were going for. A guy who, yeah, yeah. It just made me laugh that there are men in the Swiss Army that are probably just like, dude, what the fuck? I'm a Swiss Army man, and we're not like that. Yeah, but I don't think he's like decorated like that. There's got to be a decorated Swiss Army man. Do you think there's a decorated Swiss Army man? What kind of wars do you think the Swiss get into? Cheese. You think they're fighting the so Gouda Wars? That's why there's so many holes in their cheese. <laughs> they're bullet They have holes. nothing to shoot at. They just yeah. shoot at cheese. Are the Swiss the ones that can't fight? I feel like the Swiss, aren't they from Switzerland? The so Swiss the Sw- are from Switzerland. They famously yeah. don't fight. They don't fight. They stay yeah. neutral. Yeah. Geneva Convention. And I'd like to talk about this because I think Luxembourg gets a pass because they're such a wealthy nation. They also don't fight, but the Swiss get all of the hate for not fighting. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm neutral. I don't actually want to fight in a war that's dumb. And it's like, come fight in a war that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Earn your prize in uh, Europe. I, you know, I don't think we take a lot of stands on this pod, and this is a good one. Pro-Swiss, anti-Luxembourg. The Big Dog yeah. Lakers pod does not support Luxembourg. Are we Not at all. We don't support you. Yeah, what's come out of your country? Butter? Uh, but everybody else had it, too. Yeah. We're out. We're out on Luxembourg. Uh-huh. We seem kind of out on Genie Bus. I mean, I'm still. Kind You're still. Of in. That's why we're kind of out, kind we, of in. It, I was looking at. Uh, I was looking at this roster of how the Lakers are structured. Uh huh. Genie Bus has only been in the role. How do you? How much do you want to guess? How How many years has she been in the role of controlling owner? Three years. She had a coup d'état. Two years. Yeah, of she had a coup actually d'etat being in the role of owner. They actually made her stab her brother. Oh, it was a Game of Thrones type situation. It was a Game of they Thrones saw type. how popular that show was. And Absolutely. We, we got to get this in the blogs. Uh-huh. Yeah. She actually had to murder him so that she can take over. That whole story about how like uh, bad Jim Buss was for the organization is crazy. He was like ruthless towards the players at the end and like ruthless towards the staff. What was he doing? He was like. Uh, like fighting people in the office, like verbally, he was like yelling oh, I was at like, people. Fist fighting? It would be crazy if you. Dude, was I've always wanted to see a boss fist fight an employee, because you know when like you start getting yelled at at work. Uh huh. I don't know if you get yelled at at work. I've been yelled at at work before. Yeah. And in the back of my head, fight or flight does kick in for yeah. me a little bit, and I go, "No one's gonna hit you. Like, calm down. No one's gonna hit you." Yeah. So it would be pretty nuts to see somebody finally get punched. And then just set a real tone for the office. Like, he will fight you or she will fight you. So if you have an argument, make sure it's worth fist fighting over. Yeah, I, I have that in basketball all the time. If I'm playing uh-huh. with somebody who's, like, overly aggressive, it feels like everybody wants to fight. But because it's a rec league, nobody actually wants to throw fists. 
There are a couple people that because we play in at the same court sometimes. Yeah. There are a couple of dudes there that will fight, but there's like ninety percent of the dudes won't even let it get to a confrontation. And then there's that little percentage of people that really give off the "I will fight you," but my heart tells me they won't. Yeah, it feels like they have nothing better than basketball, and those are the people that I try to avoid. There's a guy that we both dislike, and when we see him on the court, we're just like, "Can we please? I hope you lose so my team doesn't go up and play you next." Yeah. And when he's out there, you're like, "I'm, I'm good." He shoulder checked me yesterday, and I have a bruised hip now. He like shoulder checked me right in the hip. What happened to this guy? I don't know. He plays catcher. He plays catcher on like a adult softball league, but with the same intensity that he has every night playing basketball. What does he do for a living? I have no idea. I want to say he's a Swiss Army man. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Man, we brought that full circle. Uh-huh. The, I wanted to say one more thing about Ryan real quick. Okay. The cold? Yeah. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for two days to do that. Got him. All right. So we had, uh, let's get into a little bit of the news for the Lakers. We had Woj. We are anti-Woj. We've said that before. I mean, he's been talking nothing but shit towards the Lakers. Anti-Luxembourg, anti-Tylu, anti-Woj, and those two things actually go together. We're anti-Tylu also. We're anti-Tylu. Okay. Anti-Ty. We're anti a lot of stuff on this podcast. We're like a punk rock podcast, I would say. What are we pro? Um, we're pro the, the Los idea, Angeles Lakers. The, yeah, the idea of the Los Angeles Lakers. We're pro Lonzo Ball. I'm pro Lonzo Ball, Denise, and the baby staying together as a unit. Yeah. That's good for him. I'm pro Lavar Ball when he's at his <laughs> apex, and anti Lavar Ball when he's uh, letting his friends steal money from his family, from his son. Well, his I think it's his family because Lavar Ball is his son. I think he is his his next generation of people. Like he's built his life so that he profits off of his sons. And so he is his sons, technically. This is like a weird father, son, Holy Spirit. I am one, the Trinity whole idea thing that you got going for LeVar Ball. Are you saying LeVar Ball is God? Damn. LeVar Ball might be basketball God. Chino God? <laughs> oh, he's definitely Chino he's Hills definitely God. Definitely Chino God. No, they live in Chino. They do live in he Chino? He can't be Chino Hills God. Snoop lives in Chino Hills. Yeah, that's true. I Damn. think they live in Chino. Okay. I thought they moved to Chino Hills after Lonzo got that contract. Is that where they bought the house? Yeah, he set it up in Chino Hills. And gave that one dude a room? Yeah. We're jumping ahead of ourselves here. You want to get to that? Because Woj is, uh, I mean, I'll let Woj Let's get to the more important news. We got Lonzo Ball on the shop with emerging Lakers legend LeBron James. I can't call him a Lakers legend yet. I mean, he's not. I said, he's a legend I said, and he's a Laker. Yeah. I said he was a Lakers legend last podcast, and I'd like to say that I got a little bit ahead of myself. It happens. I like him. I like him so much. On that, on that podcast, he talked about how he was getting to know Lonzo and how, how Lonzo was getting on to the know shop. him. On the shop. On the shop. I didn't get to see it. I was out yesterday. I went to an LAFC game. I mm-hmm. lose my my mind at these games. Do you do the chant? Do you know the, all the chants? I know seventy five percent of the chants. Are you friends with Steve Nash yet? Not friends with Steve. He's a Tottenham fan. He's a Tottenham fan. He's a Tottenham fan. I thought he was doing Tottenham. He was a uh, special advisor to LAFC though this year. We play at Old Trafford. Oh, actually, they have a new stadium. Either way, he's a Tottenham guy. I went to a, a Barcelona Tottenham game last year at the uh, Rose Bowl. And he was there. He sat right next to us. Oh wow! He was in the he was in the booth. Yeah. And then he came down to sit and watch the game, and it looked miserable. He sat down for thirty seconds, and on the on his left, somebody came up and asked for a photo, and on his right, twenty seconds later, somebody somebody tapped him on the back and asked for a photo. The person in front of him turned around and asked for a photo, Oof. and you could see he was like, "I gotta go back. I can't yeah. do this. I just want to watch my team play." Yeah, I'm getting mobbed. He starts walking up the steps, and at at, at the Rose Bowl, and they're long. It's long. It's one of those old stadiums. He's walking up the steps, and I just turned my head to look at him, and I wanted a photo too. Yeah, but I was just like, "Leave this guy alone. He's going through a lot today." And his team lost, so it was it was a friendly. <laughs> it was a friendly. It didn't matter, and yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. B squad versus B squad. But still, he's going up the steps, and he's got his like Tottenham scarf on and everything. Like he's a real Tottenham fan, and uh, 
everybody is stopping him along the way just to ask. He had to take like 60 photos. And he was outside of the box for, I don't know when he left the box, but from when I saw him to when he goes back, a legit five minutes and just 60, 70 photos. Mm -hmm. That seems rough. And he's not even a Lakers legend. I mean, he's a two-time MVP, so he is a legend and he was a Laker. Yes. But he's not even a Lakers legend. That season where Steve Nash goes down because he grabbed a bag all wrong Uh and uh, Dwight Howard was injured for the the first two months of the season Uh and Kobe Bryant goes down with the Achilles tear, Uh like trying to get everybody into the playoffs. Uh, That reminds me of this past season with the Lakers because everybody broke down. I would say that is the second most disappointing season in Lakers. What's the first most disappointing? This last season. Yeah. This was pretty disappointing. Well, it has that newness that I just haven't shaken yet. It was like, uh, it was the first sign of hope. You ever get like get a new job where you make like a lot more money Uh and you're like, we're going to be fine. Yeah. And then after your second paycheck, you got like 11 more days and you're already out of money Mm -hmm. waiting for the next thing. You're like, I thought we were going to be fine. Yeah. And then you realize the problem was you the whole time. Uh huh. That you, is exactly what the Lakers are going through right now. I get fake rich all the time and then I buy two pairs of sneakers and I'm done. Oh, my, my wife will walk into me looking at sneakers on, <laughs> like the day before payday <laughs> and she'll go, just buy them. And I go, I can't, I can't uh-huh. do it. And she'll be like, why? You always do this to yourself. You look at things you want and then you don't buy it. And I go, that is because 20 year old me. Got my I got my my uh, my government check one time, not uh-huh. like a welfare check, but like, like a it. financial aid check. Yeah, and I bought Louis Vuitton <laughs> sunglasses. <laughs> I bought ugly, ugly Louis Vuitton sunglasses for seven hundred dollars. Yeah, and uh, that's why I just look at pictures of stuff now. Like I don't deserve to be able to buy anything. I was terrible with money. I slept on a couch for two years. Because I took my financial aid check and I, I flew to New York to watch the Yankees play the Red Sox <laughs> before, <laughs> before they closed old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. It was a great game. Uh-huh. Mike Mussina versus Dice K. That's a good... I love the moose. Did you see oh, that play where he got hit in the face with a, uh, uh, a line drive? He was out no. for like four months. He was like the last player to get hit in the face with a line drive. Who was totally the dude that up. played for the Dodgers? This is a perfect Ryan question. He's not even here to answer it. Uh-uh. Who's the dude that played for the Dodgers and got he got his face smashed? It like shattered a bunch of like a bunch of bones around his eye. I guess there's only one. There's the orbital bone around your eye, yeah. but shattered into a bunch of places. And then he would like, dang, you you realize when you like mix stories and you can't tell, like you can't tear yeah, them yeah, apart yeah, yeah. anymore. I can't remember if he got made fun of on TV, like people kept joking about it, or if he got made fun of a lot in my high school. I think you're mixing up your metaphors I think I'm mixing up stories here. Yeah. I think I am. I once went to uh, San Francisco with, uh, with a girl I was dating, Ooh. and while I was there, I spent like $170 on these Jordans that I wore once, and they're like stitched together red, green, blue, yellow, okay. and they ju- I just couldn't wear them after that. It just made me two, and then I had no money in my bank account. How much did they cost you? One seventy. See, that's not even a bad purchase. Yeah, I mean, one seventy high. At the time, it was a bad for something you wear once. It was a bad purchase. I bought a pair of uh, what did I buy? J Rods, which were P Rods' first shoe, but with Jordan logos on them. Oof. Which they were sick, but if uh-huh. you like, and they had like cement print on them, they were pretty crazy. I think if you go on like Goat. They're super, super expensive, but I didn't have the money to be doing stuff like that. Yeah. So I immediately go broke like two months later and tried to sell them to a crossroads. And they were like, we'll give you 20 bucks. Yeah, those are them. Those are the J-Rods. Does it say how much you could buy them for? Yeah, 265 265 Yeah. Oh, then that's not too good. I mean, it's better than... At uh, one point, they were like a $700 shoe. Wow. Yeah. Oh, you can buy a, a size 8 is going for a grand and a size 10 I mean? and a half is going for a grand. Yeah. Yeah. But a six and a half is going for two sixty five. Crazy. I well, I'm not a, I'm gonna I'll cut my toes off. <laughs> <laughs> How disappointed would you be if you cut your toes off and you were still like a size eight and you were like, I didn't even get to the right size. Now I don't have toes and the shoes. I still don't fit in the shoes. That's how I felt. I went to the Steve Harrington uh exhibit opening this past weekend or two weekends ago where at uh it was downtown in a warehouse space that he rented and he does this nike collab uh-huh. and uh it's like cortez's air force ones and like a nike sb low 
or something like that. You got the Cortezes, right? I did get the Cortezes, and uh, but they ran out of uh, Air Force Ones except for a size seven, and I was like. Could I slam into a seven? Could I cut my toes off and get into a seven right now? And I was like, no, I can't. You had to do a, like in Castaway when he cuts off the toe of the shoe. Yeah. Can I tell you how stupid I am? When I saw that he cut off the toe of the shoe, I was like, no, cut off the heel. It's like a sandal. And then I thought, well, those sandals just fall off, and he's actually just trying to keep the shoe on his foot. Yeah. It took. I, I stared at that while the whole movie's going on. Like He's going through everything with Wilson. And I'm just sitting there, and I was like, why did he cut off the front of the shoe? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get over it for a long time. You know how, like, uh, when Ryan and I get together, it's, like, only basketball talk? I yeah. feel like when we get together. It's only shoes. It's only shoes. It's only it's shoes. shoes, food, and then semi-Lakers stuff until we get bored and talk about shoes and food and travel again. We both seem to like art a little bit, too. Yeah. I'm always a little, I listened to uh, – we are way off topic. I listened to Cornbread. Uh huh. It was amazing. Yeah, it's a magical album. It was so good. It's better than uh, most of those uh, most of those Coltrane albums, I think. Just because it's know. more, it's more like uh, I think it's more idealistic the way he, that he uses the trumpet. Because so, some of those Coltrane albums are very depressing in my mind. Some of those are depressing. Because he's like very high on uh, on heroin for a lot of those albums, and uh, you can tell in the music that he's just. Very sad. Have you ever done heroin? No. I've always wanted to. Old Man Higgins made me want to cheat on my wife. It was great. I wanted to be in like 1930s, just at a jazz club, hitting on everyone. I'm, I'm, I'm going at everybody. We'll uh-huh. see if anybody sends it back my way. Yeah. Yeah. That's like all those old folk singers, too. Since they were on the road like 250 days a year, it was like constantly cheating on their wife. Or those old country singers, like yeah. that's why they're so... Sad. Uh, weird and sad is because they're <laughs> just like on the road, like going through the South all the time. Or even like why um, Sam Cooke. Okay. Uh, that's why Sam Cooke, like when he was older, like when he was younger, he was just like part of a choir and doing all of these church songs. Really love Jesus. And they and were stuff. like revival ballads and revival like hits. Uh-huh. And then he got on the road and like saw all the racism through the South and he was like very segregated. Uh-huh. And then all of his songs changed from like love songs to uh, like anti-Southern Revival songs. Yeah. It was crazy. That was a great documentary. It was a good, very good documentary. I did, the ending is very peculiar. I didn't I don't watch know. the last 10 minutes. What happens? Um, uh, he, I don't want to get canceled right now. <laughs> <laughs> How can you get canceled? I was joking with you. He dies. Yeah, he dies. He gets murdered. He, uh, well, he doesn't there's get... A dis- there's an argument that the that the documentary makes that... Maybe he was murdered. Yeah. And not so much beating up that woman. But we'll never know. Are you, you're so afraid of getting canceled. I'm you, so afraid of getting canceled. You didn't canceled. say anything. It's 2019 right now. I'm, you never know. You never know. I'm not afraid of getting canceled. getting canceled in 2019. I am afraid of getting canceled in 2025. But I think it's also who you attack that gets you canceled. Yeah. Because if it's somebody who has more power in 2025, they're going to cancel your ass. Like James Dolan, I think anybody can take shots at him, and I think he's going to age poorly. Yeah. His own ownership group is suing him because he's not paying enough or he's not paying enough attention to uh, the Knicks. And that's his only job. His only job as CEO of Madison Square Garden is to pay attention to the Knicks. And his other job is JD and the straight shots, (laughs) but he should be paying. No attention to that. No attention to the straight shots. Seven studio albums, almost. They have seven? He's recording his seventh right how now. Many, how many of those albums are better than uh, John Coltrane albums? Oh, none of them. Not one. Not a single one. Not John, a song on it is better than a John Coltrane song. I think Coltrane farting into a trumpet. That, it would be funny. <laughs> it would get me to laugh. Would be more artistically driven. And artistically valuable, yeah. Than JD and the Straight Shots. Yeah, people would look that up on YouTube. Nobody's looking up at JD and the Straight Shots. Take that, Dolan. Got him. Yeah, Dolan. We're anti-Dolan on this. Podcast we're anti-Dolan. Too. I'm pro the Knicks. Yeah, I'm oddly pro the Knicks too. Yo, I went to New York and I tried to go see a Knicks game, and I was like, it's their last game, their uh-huh. last game against yeah. Detroit. Detroit's yeah. already in the playoffs. Uh-huh. And that same night. D-Wade is playing his last game in Brooklyn. Yeah. So 
There's a reason to go see the Nets in Brooklyn. There is no reason to go see the Knicks. And I'm, I'm at Penn Station, so I'm underneath Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. And I'm waiting for my wife. She's coming in on another train. Yeah. And I look up tickets to get into the lower bowl. Uh-huh. The cheapest ticket was $270. That's crazy. Insane. That's truly insane. Insane. But I think that's like the New York attitude is that we'll go to anything that's close by. And nobody travels out to Brooklyn if they're in Manhattan. We, I was thinking that too. And I was looking at it. If, if you took the train to Madison Square Garden and then you were like, you know what? Forget it. Let's go to Brooklyn. Uh-huh. It's like eight more stops. Yeah. It's like 16 more minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's 16 minutes. Like, that's nothing. I mean, coming out from L.A., I'll travel 20 minutes for some, like, noodles. I'll that's go true. anywhere. Did I tell you about the new noodle spot? We got to get on track. Real quick, let's get back on track. Lonzo was at the show. We really let this go. Yeah, we really let this go. Lonzo was on the shop. I didn't get to see it because I was at an LAFC game, which was amazing. That's, uh-huh. how, we, that's how we got off track That in the is first how place. we got off track. You saw it, though. What? You watched it. You watched the shop. I did watch the shop. What'd you think? I, LeBron is making a... a an empire out of his personality, which is crazy because LeBron does not have a personality. No, he LeBron's just thinks, a solid personality. No, LeBron on the shop is just liking or disliking things or setting himself up to uh, be the virtuous guy, but it's very particular. It's not like you get to see like a shining personality come out of LeBron. I think He's LeBron like has very a shining manufactured. personality. Nah, to me, it's like very manufactured. I don't think we know what LeBron's actual personality is like. I think if you got to hang out with LeBron for like 30 minutes, like if you were just in his house for like 30 minutes, uh-huh. you would be like, I had no idea you were like this. I'm thinking about befriending Bronny, seeing what he's like, and then going to visit LeBron and being like, hey, what's up? You're going to be Brian Windhorse for Bronny? Oh, yeah. Are you still looking at that yeah. list? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> it's a depressing list because when you go over like the Warriors section, like... If you go to, what was it, basketball.realgm.com, something like that. Yeah. But it shows the, organiza- the staff and organization of all the teams. You can kind of go through who is who. If you go through the Warriors, they have so many people before you get to the lower people. Yeah. So they got like account executives, vice presidents of stuff, marketing or public relations or finance or whatever it is, CEO, CFO, COO, like a bunch of stuff like that. And it takes, like, 60 people before you get to, like, bookkeeper, you know? Yeah. They got a ton of stuff. In, they, have a, they have a corporate structure in place. Uh-huh. When you look at the Lakers one, it's, like, Bus Family Trust, Bus Family Trust, Jesse, Jeannie, Joey, Linda, Kurt, yeah, bookkeeper. Yeah. And you're just like, wait a minute. This is what's driving the ship? No wonder we suck. Yeah, but I think that's the old way of doing things versus the new way of doing things. Because Joe Lacob with the Warriors knows that there has to be a corporate structure in place because he's treating the Warriors like a startup business yeah, in order to get championships every year. Because really, like, every four to five years when your contracts are up, you're, like, starting a new business yeah, uh, from scratch. Or, like, 13 years when a guy, like, retires, you're restarting your business uh, based around the players and personnel. But th- since the Lakers make so much money... They're starting their business around the people who own the Lakers, first and foremost. It seems to be a terrible idea. Yeah, I. This oh. is how I got to anti genie. You follow the you follow the crumbs. Uh huh. And at the end of the trail, it just uh, it's a it's a post that says we're anti genie. It said genie genie did it. Yeah, yeah, I just don't think that she has any. Um, she doesn't have any experience running a team like this. She doesn't have any experience running a business. Yeah, because she's been in the Lakers organization for 30 years. And you can tell that that's been happening because a lot of the people who are in, like the chief chief financial officer, the chief operating officer, have been there 25 years. Yeah, they're just Dr. They're there to stay. Yeah, they're there to stay. It's like, I can't fire you. You were at my third birthday. Yeah. And I say cut ties. You were Set at, it on fire. Set, burn, burn, burn the house down. You were at the Phil Jackson wedding. I can't fire you. Oh, my, let's get to Phil Jackson real quick. Phil Jackson recommended to Jeannie Buss that he, she hire Tyron Liu. Did you see that? Yeah, I saw that. And that who reported it? It was Brad Turner, was it? It was Brad Turner. It was very funny because he wrote that former Lakers great championship coach, Phil Jackson, also suggested to owner Jeannie Buss that Ty Liu would be a really good coach for the Lakers per sources. And then the first comment is, remember when Phil hired Derek Fisher? Yeah. 
Ryan in the group message said, that's all we need to know about that. Derek Fisher, Lakers legend. I'm anti Derek Fisher. Oh, yeah, because he's, got, he's in this like financial uh, battle with all of the Lakers. He's and trying I will to say steal the money of yeah. young, young NBA talent. Uh-huh. He had sex with his teammate's wife. Matt Barnes? I think that's wrong. I don't think you should be able to do that. I think if you do that, you're a bad person. Are you anti-Tony Parker then? I'm super anti-Tony Parker. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care how many championships you won. You're a uh-huh. dick. Wait, how many does Fish have? Does Fish have five? Fish has five. Crazy. Because he won two with the Lakers and then three more with the three P Lakers. And you know what sucks is we all got on his side when his kid had the eye thing. Yeah. And we were like, man, this guy is this guy is about family. He loves family. And then he went and he forced himself into another person's family. He loved family so much, he forced himself into another person's family. How rude is that? Sure. You're a bad dude. He's a rude boy. You're a rude boy. I don't know if I'm allowed to say a rude boy. Is Ty Lue the coach? I because think we do have a long-standing policy on the Big Dog Laker pod that we do not trust Woj. And Woj did tweet the Lakers are proceeding toward an offer to Ty Lue in the coming days and have no plans to introduce new candidates into the head coaching search process. And I think that Woj is listening because I didn't add on the last part of this. We said, <laughs> we said, don't listen to Woj. You can't trust Woj. And then we gave a list of people that you can trust. Brad Turner. Yeah. Tanya Ganguly. Uh-huh. Ramona Shelburne. Yeah, Momo. Momo for short. Yeah. And then he goes, <laughs> league sources tell Ramona Shelburne and me. That was that was direct. That was a shot at us. That's a shot at us. That's a yeah. shot at us. He goes, I know you don't think you could trust me. What about your girl Momo? Can you trust her? And now we have to, do we have to trust her? I mean, we might have to trust this source. I think Woj gets a transcript of, I actually know that Woj gets a transcript you know of our podcast on his desk every Monday. And reads it through and knows that Lakers fans are distrustful of Woj. Yeah. And that's why he had to add her. He had to link her in. Yeah. We lose Monty Williams. He signs with the Suns. You seem to be okay with. You and Ryan were okay with it. I don't really know too much about Monty Williams to have a strong opinion about it either way. I mean, he hasn't coached in four years. He's so been coaching. He hasn't he's head been, coach. Yeah, he's been coaching. But all of his teams... Unless the 76ers do very well. They're doing great. This postseason and beat the Toronto Raptors, which I still think that they have a chance to come back. No, uh, I, think, I think they're going to beat the Raptors. You think that the 76ers have found their 76ers play? are going to play the Bucks, uh-huh. Eastern Conference Finals, and it's going to be Portland-Golden State. For the Western Conference For the Western Finals. Conference Finals. And what I want to see most uh-huh. is Portland-Philadelphia. Wow. That's what I want to see most. That is a interesting game. I think Philadelphia creams Portland, though. They have too much size. You think so? And too many defenders. And I don't think anybody can stop and beat for Portland. Ennis Cantor. Have you, have no. you seen Ennis Cantor? Well, he's playing okay defense on Jokic, but Jokic is still getting numbers. He's like the weak point. If Jokic was a little bit more in shape, I think he, the Denver would be up. 2-1 right now. Isn't it crazy how out of shape Jokic looks? He, he was like third or fourth in MVP voting. I know it hasn't come out yet, but that's uh-huh. what I'm guessing. I'm predicting it. He's third or fourth in MVP, MVP voting. Yeah. Have you seen... There's post-game interviews where he's like smoking a cigarette outside and all of the reporters are like getting in his face with microphones <laughs> and he's like clearly just trying to like go home and smoke cigarettes alone. No, I have not seen that. It's a very funny. <laughs> uh, all right. So we got Ty Lu. Oh. Is he coming? Uh, I think it depends on what happens this offseason. They're going to institute a coach that works well with LeBron James anyway. And I think that they were interviewing Monty Williams because they wanted to get Anthony Davis. But now that Anthony Davis is sort of on the fringes of what the Lakers want, uh, he's kind of out as a coach. Because they want somebody who can also, who can hold LeBron James to the fire and Ty Lue has proven that he can actually get the best out of LeBron James. Like, he had that 50-point game in the finals. He was averaging a triple-double triple in the finals. That's the kind of coach that you want for a team that's built around LeBron James right now. Do you remember that photo where LeBron's actually in the middle of the huddle coaching the team, and Ty Lue can't even get through the huddle? He's standing on the outside of it? Yeah, I remember that photo. Okay, is that also the coach we're going to get? I mean, that's what you're going to get with anybody on the coaching staff, because that's what you got with David Blatt the year before. And that's there's what a you solid get with. chance LeBron's not here after next season. You think we trade? 
No, I think he forces his way out. He's not going to stay in this house fire. I think it depends on what happens this season. If we don't get to the Western Conference Finals, uh huh, I think he's gone. The rumors, the like, the swell has already started for LeBron doesn't win another championship before he retires. Sure, I don't think he likes that. I wouldn't. I don't think I would like that. This is this is me knowing nothing and having no sources. Obviously, I have no sources. Uh-huh. There's no way you like that. There's no way you're like, okay, cool. So I, I think I got seven more years, and everybody thinks I won't win a championship again. And you know what? They're right. I don't think he's cool with that. I think after it's a four year contract, and on the third year he has a player option, right? No, I think it's just a four year contract. It's just a straight four year contract. Yeah, because he learned from Cleveland that. The instability won't allow the organization to win championships if he's causing the instability because there's just too much uh, negotiation room for whether they're willing to trade assets because they didn't trade that eighth pick in the draft uh, and LeBron was left on an island with a team that was very bad for that last championship run uh, because they weren't willing to depart with that trade asset. Yeah. Okay, then. So, four-year contract, what do you, you go through two years, and then he's got a lot of money on the books, and I think a team that maybe doesn't have a lot going on and can bring in LeBron, or so, somebody's going to be like, hey, don't worry, we'll buy you out of the rest of your Lebr- LeBron contract. You think if the Knicks got the number one pick and they signed KD, they'd trade that number one pick for LeBron James? And do you think the Lakers make that decision? No. No. We definitely don't go for it. Interesting. No. It's too smart of a decision. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, take that, Genie. Would you rather have LeBron James right now or yeah, uh, I'd rather have Anthony Zion? Davis. No, Zion for seven years, I guess. Do you get seven years on that initial contract? No, you get four. You get four years on the ro- no, you get three years on the rookie scale and then another four, four years. years on the contract section they signed. I'll take Zion. No yeah. offense to LeBron. I, th- I mean, he's amazing. He's the fucking LeBron James. Uh-huh. He's just on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. And he's almost 35 now. Yeah. And I don't know if this decline, even if he can Tom Brady it and kind of hold out for a long time uh, against father time. Uh-huh. I don't know if he has a, an organization around him smart enough to be able to get the talent around him to maximize what he can even do at yeah. like. 37 or whatever he, he could still be amazing and if you put it in the like the realm of 37 year olds he'd be like off the charts yeah but will we even be able to have put people around him to get to experience what that looks like for him to be able to do that like tom brady still had belichick the whole time to be like don't worry i'll build a team around you so when you're doing crazy superman stuff like being able to play into age 42 I'll have people for you to play with. Yeah, he has no pop influence. No. That he's going to set up a team that makes sense for LeBron. Yeah, if he had Popovich, then I would trust that we could see LeBron until he was like 50. I also think that LeBron is going to put up the numbers that deserve like an almost max contract up until he's like 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's going to make it hard for anybody to build a team around him because while he's putting up the numbers that make it, that he's like putting up Kemba Walker numbers and Kemba Walker deserves a max contract. Yeah. So why doesn't LeBron, he's going to be more valuable than the people around him that are uh, the better tier players. Like I think Kevin Durant in three years, isn't going to have the decline that LeBron James is going to have. Yeah. Or Steph Curry, because he's just an outside perimeter shooter. I think he gets better with age. LeBron, Putting investing money into LeBron feels a bit like a chicken run. Like you know when you like two cars are racing towards the edge of a cliff. Yeah. And you just want to you just want to keep going. You just want to keep believing. Like don't worry, we got this. They're gonna quit, and we're just gonna go right off. He's, his career is it's gonna go like right off a cliff because he's just eventually you're just too old. Yet yeah, Father Time has no uh, victors, no victors against Father Time. Yeah. Nobody beats him. I think we got it. Nobody beats Father Time <laughs> in a race. To the edge. Back to Tyloo. We did see Tyloo yesterday. He popped up on screen. At the Canelo fight. The Canelo fight. With LeBron James. With LeBron. I think they get along, and that's a good sign from a Lakers. Like, I don't understand what Ryan and you want out of a coach, except for an X's and O's guy, because I don't think you're going to get anybody to coach LeBron James 
into putting maximum effort in the in the regular season because we saw it with Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is one of the greatest coaches of all time, maybe uh-huh. even in his short tenure at Golden State, and he was still having a hard time coaching Draymond, coaching Clay, coaching Steph, coaching KD to put in maximum effort on the defensive end. And we saw that they were a middling defensive team in the in the regular season, but in the postseason, they've all of a sudden clamped down and become a great defensive team. So this is this is what I don't like about that. Uh-huh. Is the reason I don't want Ty Lue is because Ty Lue is brought in to coach LeBron, yeah. obviously. And LeBron doesn't need coaching. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He can coach himself. He sees the game better than anybody else sees it. Yeah. He doesn't need any help. Yeah. But we have a bunch of young guys on the team that don't understand the NBA that are really having some trouble finding their way into it. We got a bunch of guys that on any given night just don't know how to shoot the basketball. They, can, they can't make it if they're not two feet away from the hoop. Yeah. And they don't know how to run as a team, which is why I liked Luke, because he got them young and tried to build a team around them. And then LeBron comes in, you kind of got to change everything. But LeBron was only on that contract. And my biggest fear is that we are going to coach for LeBron and then he's going to leave. And then Ty Lue is going to do nothing because he's not that good of a coach because he's never actually had to coach. He's always had one of the greatest players ever on his team. And then we're going to have all these young guys, all these beautiful assets that we were, I don't want to classify them that way, but all these like great young players that we had that are not going to have any fundamentals of the NBA four or five years into the NBA. And then this this extension of like how bad we've been will just be longer. Yeah, interesting. I like the idea that Luke really sold me on was giving the ball to Lonzo, giving the ball to Brandon in these late game situations. Because there was like a moment in early in the season when we were playing Denver where Lonzo was clearly the guy initiating offense and he had to step back three to ice the game against Denver early in the season, Uh like one of our first wins. And that to me was more beneficial for the team. And that's what I hope that Ty Lue does going forward. If he becomes a head coach or whoever becomes a head coach is building these like uh, structured environments for the players in the regular season. So they can get used to what the NBA uh, becomes in the postseason, which is like very ISO heavy, um, very uh, you have to score in a certain time for the flow of the game to gain momentum in the game. Yeah. Um, Whoever we get, if they focus on the young people, yeah, then I'm cool with it. That's one of the things that I liked about Ty Lue's interview that was leaked or a little segment of, that was leaked was that he was focusing on the team around LeBron James and not around and not just LeBron James. Who leaked that though? Rob Belenka. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know if it was Rob, but it seems like definitely him or Jeannie had to do that just to show like, Hey, we're not bad at our job, even though history has shown we're not good at our job. Well, that gets into another Woj headline of the week, which is, is Jeannie running the team? Is Jeannie running the team, but is Rob Blinka the GM for sure? And are they installing anybody above him as a president of basketball operations? Because Woj leaked that Blinka would be the person in control of the team going forward. There will be no bosses above Rob Polinka, which is crazy because when Magic was president of basketball operations, one of the arguments we made was that he needed somebody to assist him. Yeah. He needed like a vice president of basketball operations. Uh-huh. It, we, it was already a thin position. And now we're just going to get rid of it. But we've had Jesse Buss as an assistant GM for four years now. Crazy. Yeah. They, why not just make him the GM and make Rob president of basketball operations? Uh, I think I think it would just look bad from a. I said it out loud and then I thought, why did you say that? <laughs> yeah, I think it would just if they installed another person that's in the bus family as the as the GM or another like uh, in incredibly unimportant role in the Lakers organization, then it would look bad from the outsider perspective. Like this is purely a Game of Thrones style dictatorship. I don't think they care if it looks bad. There was also the report that came out that Linda Rambis is the shadow president of the team. Well, it's all, I think if you're actually investigating the Lakers, Kurt Rambis and Linda Rambis have way more importance 
in the decision making of the team than uh, anybody would let on to, and their roles would dictate. I don't want Kurt Rambis to have any decision making ability in any of the teams that I enjoy. Yeah, if you want to shit on Derek Fisher for being that Knicks coach, Kurt Rambis was the assistant coach for those Knicks teams, and I think the head assistant coach for those Knicks teams yeah. under Derek Fisher. He hasn't proven himself to be an effective coach in the NBA. No, not an effective coach, an effective executive, nothing. Yeah, not an effective voice of basketball even. And apparently it's been like this forever. Ramona Shelburne said that the fact that people talk about that now is funny to me because it's been that way really for 40 years. Looking forward in the Lakers organization, Lonzo's back in the weight room. Hell yeah. Lift him, Lonzo. Yeah, get get those weights weights up. up. Get swole. No, don't get too swole. That's He's what, a passer. He's got to have lanky arms. You want those arms loose. Okay. You don't want them too tight, you know? That's what I do like. LeBron's influence on the team has been good because I have seen Brandon Ingram gaining some weight. Like, his shoulders looked like they were transforming in the offseason yeah. and halfway through the season. Like, I think LeBron's effectiveness in the weight room has translated to these young players because everybody is making sure their body is capable of playing elite-level basketball. And I think that's, like, the key to next year is everybody just having the physical tools to both not break down and be effective on the court. Because we saw, like, a bunch of ticky-tack injuries, both with Ingram missing games and Kuzma missing games. Heart missing games. Heart missing games because their bodies just weren't built for the high-impact 82-game season that... The playing with LeBron, yeah, calls for, yeah, and then we had a bad medical staff, and I think we had a bad coach because Luke Walton was playing them even though they were hurt, and I think that's like a young coach's perspective, like Pop in those in those San Antonio years when he knew that his players were getting older or they were injured, he just would sit them for a couple games at a time so they could rest, yeah. Even with young players like Patty Mills, he would still sit them so they could rest for a big game or for the playoffs or for injury. And I think Luke Walton was just gung-ho in letting the guys dictate their own path. And uh, that's a bad leadership. Whenever that's we play down leadership. at the park, I, yeah. I hurt so bad when I get home uh-huh. that I, I've, there are multiple times I've been like, oh, I, now I get why Kobe stopped playing. Yeah. If he felt half as bad as I feel right now. Or D-Wade. Like, D-Wade yeah. still has some gas in the tank. Like, he could still play. Yeah. But can he still recover? Yeah. It it hurts. I don't think he can. I throw my feet out every time we play basketball. Your feet are sore? My, my, I, my like, uh, I think it's my plantar fascia underneath yeah. my foot. It's like the ball of my foot. Yeah. I can't step for about four days. That's wild. Yeah, it's painful. That's incredible, yeah. You know who else is coming back from injury? Who? Lamar Odom. Joining the big three. Is this a big dog making big money? Big dogs making big money. At least big three money. Yeah, how much money is in the big three? It can't be a ton. Is it more than G League? I have no idea. I hope it's more than G League. I don't think it has to be more than G League because Allen Iverson's doing it. Yeah, I don't think people will come back. AI is not coming back for nothing. No. That lady set up his funds. He's good. He don't need money. Yeah. So he definitely ain't coming back if you're not giving him some money. Uh uh. He's a co captain. Of the enemies. The enemies. How can you be a co-captain on a team of three people? I think there's five people, but yeah, I don't know how you can be a co-captain on a team of five people. It's rude. There's two captains and then a guy. There's just one guy who wasn't good enough to be. Just make them all. Hey, you know what? We got a team of captains. We're all captains here. Yeah, everybody. It's a democracy. Yeah, everybody's a captain. I'm the captain now is what I say. Yeah? Yeah. Did you come up with that? Paul Greengrass and me, we had a lunch. and His uh, name's really Greengrass? Yeah, Paul Greengrass. and uh, That sounds like that dude is hiding from someone, like the IRS. Oh, yeah. Like he made up a name and saw grass outside and was like, I'm Paul Greengrass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul Blue Sky. Uh, 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 no, uh, no one's going to catch up on this. I'm Paul Brown Building. Uh, <laughs> but me and Paul Greengrass were having a, a, a lunch at Joe's Crab Shack, and I put on Where's a Joe's Crab Shack? Uh, in Burbank. And I oh put on God. a captain's hat, and I said, I'm the captain now. <laughs> and then we ate a little bit of crab. I, I fight going to Burbank with every piece of my being. It's a trash city. 
no, nothing good comes out of Burbank. Or anti-Burbank. Except for maybe Conan. I like Conan. Do they still film in Burbank? They still film in Burbank. But I think it's on the edge. I think it's like it's Glendale right adjacant. Because I've been to that Warner Brothers studio right there. And that's like on the other side of that Glendale Mountains. Uh, no, I my friend was working there, so I went oh, and visited. Oh, yeah. you were on the fancy side. Yeah, I was on the fancy side. Did you side. get free food? No. Oh, come on. My buddy worked at DreamWorks. Free food. Loved it. That was the best part of visiting him. What did you get? I don't remember. I got a, I took a tray and I filled it up. <laughs> filled it up. It was a cafeteria. Yeah. Whenever I get to cafeteria and it's free, I can guarantee I'm stealing seven cookies. Yeah, at least. At least. I steal two muffins every time I see a free muffin. That's true. Oh, we've, I was going to say favorite muffin, but we've had this talk. We, I, on the podcast? We, oh, we've honestly had this talk on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I know Poppy your favorite seed? muffin. Poppy seed's number one. No, poppy seed is number one. I think cinnamon is number one. Blueberry is number two. Poppy seed is number three. Cinnamon? Yeah. I like a cinnamon swirl. Muffin. I'm so in with you on poppy and blueberry that I have to try cinnamon now. It sounds awful. It's good. It's like a cinnamon sugar muffin, and I really like it. It's like a sugar boost. But they have this uh, pineapple coconut muffin at pineapple uh, coconut. Yeah, at this California um, donut place, that twenty-four hour donut place on Third like in Third uh, in Vermont. Yeah, it's really good. That's a good donut. I I gotta try this muffin though. Yeah, you know who owns the big three? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube recommended that they move the Clippers to Seattle. You're a guy who used to live in Seattle. I'd love it as uh, a fan of Seattle basketball. Yeah. But I don't think it makes sense money-wise. Why does it not make sense money-wise? Because I think there's 18 million people in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. Ice Cube famously has said, if it don't make money, it don't make sense. Yeah. So why does it not make sense in Seattle? Because there's only like a million people in the Seattle area. But all, mil- all one million of those people make a million dollars a year. That's true. There are a lot of uh, tech billionaires there, and I think the corporate sponsorship would be a lot. But I think it's the same thing with uh, uh, that's a problem like in San Diego is there's just not enough people to really represent what you need in the arena. There are for like no rich people in San Diego. It's all white dudes with dreads. And you know what? We can keep that in. (laughs) If they're the ones that have power in 2025 and get me canceled. Yeah. So be it. Yeah. Get your gross hair out of here. Shave it's all it off. it's all gross white people with dreads yeah. or super aggro white people coming off of the Camp Pendleton military base. Oh, they just bought a new motorcycle and they're whipping it mm-hmm. in on the five. Yeah. San Diego is a trash city. I, trash I, city. I I'm anti San Diego. And I've been out on San Diego for a very long time. I like a I like a burrito there, but the places that you could eat in Los Angeles are better than any place in San Diego. I would want to fist fight when I lived in San Francisco. I'd want to fist fight people all the time because they would be like, "This is good. It's not a San Diego burrito, though." And I'm Ugh. like, "What's the difference?" Ugh. And they'd be like, "You guys wrap yours in tinfoil. We wrap ours in in Saran wrap." I'm like, "That's it. That's 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 your complaint." And they're like, "Oh, we put French fries in our burritos. Yeah, get the overrated. fuck out of here. Yeah. You suck." French fries are overrated in a burrito. Oh, yeah. Everybody wants to think that it's like a, a weird twist on a burrito. No, it's just a breakfast burrito. Call it a San Diego burrito, too. Don't call it a California, California burrito. Is, no, don't it doesn't bring down my state. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. You don't speak for us, San Diego. You're disgusting. You're an ugly place. You're not worth it. Wow. Don't like you. I was in Portland with some friends, uh-huh. and uh, we were at a pizza place. I had had a couple. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I walk up to the counter to go pick up my pizza. My friend's standing at the counter. He's talking to these two random dudes. And he goes, hey, Kevin, this is whatever. He's from San Diego. And I just went, oh, a real shit town. Ugly place. (laughs) And I grabbed my pizza and walked back to my table. I started eating my pizza. I didn't think anything of it because I know how much I hate San Diego. Anytime people bring it up around me, I got to let them know how much I hate San Diego. That's how much I hate San Diego. And uh, I'm eating my pizza. My friend comes and he sits down and like, my wife and his fiance are sitting at the table, and they obviously don't know what happened because it's like it's like uh, such just a I'm on autopilot when I'm hitting San Diego. Yeah, it's a roll that you're on. Yeah, that like I didn't even come back to the table and be like, "Yo, I just shit on San Diego over there." <laughs> <laughs> just came down to eating pizza again, and uh, he comes back after talking to them. He sits down. And he goes, "Why did you do that?" And I was just like, "Why did I do what?" And he goes, "I just met those guys. We were getting along just fine. I thought it'd be cool if you talked to them too, and you just." trashed where they were from 
And I was like, San Diego is a real shit place. It's disgusting. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people from San Diego. It's gross. Yeah. And they like look at my wife to be like, what is wrong with him? Has he had too much? And uh, she would like to her credit looked at me and was just like, he even if he was dead sober, he would do that. <laughs> he hates San Diego so much. It's really a part of who he is. He hates San Diego. Yeah, unless you like the beach a whole lot. It's a trash place. Awful. The food isn't any better than anything that you can get in San Francisco nope. or L.A. And uh, the people uh, put glue in their hair so they could have dreads. Awful. Awful Horrible. people. Horrible people. Awful. Nothing good has come out of San Diego since Blink-182's second album. And I think that's Oceanside that Blink-182 is from. I like the northern I like the northern cities. Yeah. I'll go down as far as Oceanside, Carlsbad even, sure, maybe. Sure, yeah. I like the southern cities. Tony Hawk, legend Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. He He's don't live in San Carlsbad. Diego, though. He's Carlsbad. Yeah. I'll go southern cities. The What's the one right on the border where POD is from? I'll go there. <laughs> <laughs> National city, I think it is. Yeah. And, of course, Mexico. I'm in. Uh-huh. I used to be Mexican. Tijuana. Glad to be here. Yeah. I hope you welcome me in. Uh-huh. Please don't rob me. Oh, I hope not. And then we'll get out of here. I did get robbed in Tijuana one time. What happened? I didn't get robbed as much as like the uh, a policeman came up with an AK yeah, right when we got out of her car yeah. and said something. And then our friend looked at my mom and was like, the government needs 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> They're strapped for cash. That guy was. And he got 40 out of us. Do you think they get? Do they? Do you think they get the money if they do like a big drug bust, like they caught El Chapo and they found like two billion dollars in cash? There was actually seven billion dollars there. Yeah. Do you think they keep that money? Yes. Oh yeah. Did you see that video of the cops in Baltimore who popped open the safe? No. And there was like three hundred thousand dollars into it because Baltimore's super corrupt. Yeah. So there's videotape of them popping open the safe, and then there's like. A large sum of money And they're shouting They're like We got it on tape Don't Don't shut off that camera We got it on tape <laughs> And then they found out Later they were like Looking at the thing That they had paused it And there was actually Like $700,000 in there And they stole it But they left like three hundred, And then they started filming And then they were like What's this? A safe Pop it open <laughs> <laughs> They had already robbed I think it was a drug dealer They had already robbed him Man. It was some real like training day shit. That's very funny. Yeah. That's a real scary town. I Baltimore? love it. I loved I loved every second I was in Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think the wire comes from nothing. I think that I I did not get Baltimore to experience very, any of that part of Baltimore. Yeah, I don't think there's like a man serving uh street justice like yeah. on every corner, but I do think that there are like real real criminals in Baltimore. Do you remember that episode where there was those two corny white people that were looking at the house? And this guy, there's a drug dealer on his porch. It had nothing to do with the storyline necessarily, except uh-huh. really to just give an outline of Baltimore. Yeah. And then he was just like, who? I don't know no fucking Edgar. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, this is Edgar Allan Poe's house. He's like, nah, man, this is my house. <laughs> it was like, they're trying to look at Edgar Allan Poe's old house. It's just these corny people that didn't know you can't walk around Baltimore. I don't know why that stuck with me, but it did. I mean, it's a good um, landscape for what Baltimore is. So what which we, is uh, white people getting yelled at, which is at. where they need to be. It's uh, fun. It's fun to watch. There should be more of that in San Diego. Yes. Thank you very much. And that's all I was trying to say. That's what I was coming. Thank you for bringing it full circle. I want to bring it full circle. What did we learn today? I think what we learned most, well, second most, Ty Lue is going to be the coach. I think that that is what everybody is pointing towards. Ty Lue is going to be the coach. Ty is going to be the coach. Where Rob Palenka is going to be the general manager with nobody uh, above him because he's Littlefinger and he's taken all the power out of yeah. the organization. Jeannie Buss doesn't really run her own organization. No, she hired a man who's taken control. When Linda Rambis was a kid, did you think she thought to herself, I'm going to grow up, marry a basketball player, and take over a basketball team? Uh, but what we learned most today, I think, is that when Ryan's not here, we're off the rails. Really off the rails. We are like, we're here and then we're there. You know how much I hate San Diego now? There was no reason for that. It's a podcast. It's not as much a Lakers podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. It's very tangentially a Lakers podcast. Talking about Seattle got me so angry about San Diego Uh that I took 
I heard the word, I heard the S in Seattle, and I thought, you know what, I don't like San Diego. That, well, there was no reason for me to even talk about that. Well, I brought up San Diego as oh, a place that's what that, it was. where the Clippers could go. I got caught in my rage. But it's that's a, where they're from. That's where the Clipper ships are from. Yeah, uh, you but knew it, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe the audience <laughs> doesn't know that. Neither do uh, But it's the same situation where I think it's just a low fan base, and they can they don't have to charge as much for tickets in a low fan base. Are there state. more people in Seattle than in Portland? There are more people in Seattle than in Portland. And aren't there more rich people in Seattle than in Portland? There are more rich people in Seattle than in Portland. But I think that Portland has such a uh, good fan base that pays a lot for tickets and has such like corporate sponsors that make it uh, acceptable for them to be there. And Paul Allen liked being in Portland. So he kept the Trailblazers in Portland. Steve Ballmer than... likes being in Seattle. Yeah, but he really likes being in L.A. That's true. Yeah. All right. And I think the money's just too good. Okay. They're getting that Bumble cash. You think they get that Bumble cash in Seattle? The Clippers games are about trying to fuck. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> they bring out, like, actual performers at halftime. They, it's all Bumble sponsored. I think it's crazy that, like, L.A. or the Lakers are, like, business guys. Like, when we went to the Warriors-Lakers uh, game, uh-huh. it was, like, business partners a lot of like male aggression. The guys vibe. in front of us were Christian. Did you know that? Did yeah, I that four up? guys in like button ups. Yeah, they they were like a Christian group. Yeah. Okay, that's why they didn't like us cussing so much. But it was it's very much like these are uh, seats that are bought by a corporation so that they can have like business people. Yeah. In the Lakers, but every Clippers game is like clearly a date night. Absolutely. It's like they got tickets that were pretty cheap for a date night. And uh, everybody's really enjoying the hell out of it. Kiss themselves. cam's less creepy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If you guys want to tell us how we did without Ryan, do you need Ryan back? Do, do we, ha- we need Ryan back? Do we back? need Ryan back? I mean, he is, um, he does provide a lot of focus for this podcast. He keeps us right on track. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps us talking about the Lakers and Lakers news. I have learned my brain wants to go off track. I just want to have a conversation. Yeah. I just want to talk. Ryan doesn't want to talk to any of us. Uh -uh. He just wants to talk about the Lakers with us next to him. He's all business. So please email us, bigdoglakerpod at gmail.com. You know why the S is missing. You know why the S is missing. Hit us up on Instagram, Twitter, bigdoglakerspod. Call us if you have our numbers. If you don't, we're not going to give them to you right here. I prefer somebody to text me. Unless you leave a very funny voicemail, please text me. Text us. You know what? Text me too. Don't call me. If you're not my mom, don't call me. If you are Uh my mom, stop calling as much. Is there a longer version of Kevin? A longer version of Kevin? Yeah. Does your mom call you by like Kevin Macias or your middle name? Uh, Everybody calls me Kevito. Kevito. Yeah. That's very cute. I'm not little anymore though. Yeah. Well, you're little in their mind. In their mind. My wife and my friend call me Kevy. Uh-huh. My mom and my aunt and uncle call me Kevito. Some of the friends I grew up with call me K. Yeah. That's about it, though. That's nice. Yeah. Every time my mom wants like my to get my attention, she'll call me Alexander Sean Hanna. That's good. Yeah. My mom doesn't do Kevin Philip Macias. She also... Philip? My middle name's Philip. Wow. And I used to spell it with an extra H because I thought it was cool that it was palindromic. Oh. So I'd go P-H-I-L-L-I-H-P. Yeah. I thought that was super cool. And everybody'd be like, you're not spelling it right. And I'd be like, well, who are you to tell me anything? Yeah, the H is silent. Yeah. Philip. Even in the beginning, the H is silent. Yeah. I think it'd be two silent H's. I'm with That'd it. That'd be a very funny uh, graffiti tag. <laughs> Somebody's like, you spelled Phillip. your name wrong. Yeah. My mom uh, forgets all of our names and forgets which ones she's trying to talk to us. Yeah, my mom too. Yeah. So she'll do the like Chad, Justin, Charlie, Kevin, Troy. And well, Troy was the dog. We'd be like, Will you, <laughs> you do the dog in there? she be like, I don't. I just, who, you, number yeah. two, get over here and help me, please. <laughs> Yeah, my mom will do like Ashley. Uh, no, fuck. Uh, Austin. <laughs> uh, Alex? <laughs> Who are you? Even in trying to say goodbye, we went off the rails. I mean, uh, we could say goodbye right now. I think I just like hey, talking Hey, Kevin, to you. what are you doing? I'm going to go. I got to go pick up my dog from daycare. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to hang out until Game of Thrones tonight. And then I'm hosting a Chatterbox. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, who's on the lineup at Chatterbox? Chris Garcia. That's all I remember. Madison Shepard. Uh huh. I'll be hosting with Josh Michaels. 
Okay. I think there's other good people too. I remember looking at it and being like, oh, I actually got like a good lineup. Yeah. I thought Karina we... Sagan. That's good. Yeah. That's a good solid lineup. That's a solid lineup. Uh, also, I like talking to you, Kevin. You're yeah, a I great like guy. Uh, what are you doing after this? I'm going to go meet up with my friend who just moved here from Seattle. Ooh. And uh, his wife's out of town and my girlfriend's out of town. So we have nothing to do but. Uh, go get noodles together. Get go. No, we'll probably not get noodles. I think we're going to a diner. Maybe Which like diner? a Fred 62 or like a. Can't House stand of, Fred 62. I also don't like Fred 62. That's my problem with LA. Everybody mentions that there's good diners here, uh-huh. but I haven't been to one that's really great. Cantor's is pretty good, Love but uh, the price is like uh, fine. Langer's is solid. La- it, I might go to open. Langer's. Yeah, it's never yeah, open. That's the problem with it. There's another one downtown that uh, Nickel Diner's Nickel pretty solid Diner, downtown. Yeah, yeah. Nickel yeah. Diner's pretty good. It's pretty good. Oh, Maybe, and Philippe's. Yeah, but I don't want a French dip right now. I'm sorry, not Philippe's. I said it really loud, but not Philippe's. <laughs> the other one, Original Pantry Cafe. The Pantry. Yeah. Pantry. Have you been? I've never been. So good. There's. Photos of me as a kid with my asleep with my face in pancakes, still chewing. <laughs> How they got motion in a photo in a photograph? Uh huh. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's All right, it. We got to be done. Bye. Woof. <laughs>